History is made in the arena. New ways to buy and sell. I end up tiggerizing just about everything that's in plain sight. Crew, let's branch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our Ranch It Up lineup, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, Wrangler, and Medora Boot and Western Wear. Well, welcome back from your quote-unquote special assignment. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah, hey, you, were, uh, you know what? You should be happy to see that I brought all the ranch horses back home again. I'm happy to see <laughs> after what you were texting me of what was hap- happening that you brought the ranch horses back safe, that you brought your brother and your sister-in-law and your nephews and, and your my mother, mother back. Thank you for bringing them all back home safe. The truck's back home safe. The camper back home safe. I think we need to do a whole episode. We are, actually. Yes. So if you haven't tuned in, make sure Dep- you tune into The Bend, and we'll be talking about right, it. Right. Depending upon where you're listening, you may have already just heard that story, or you will hear the story in another few minutes. But what about this story? I'm taking over now. Glad to have you back, dear. But this was huge because I was texting you while you were driving. I was going about nuts because world records were broken this past weekend, a week ago, in Darby, Montana. History was made at the the rodeo, they call it the Riggin' Rally. A rookie bareback rider by the name of Rocker Steiner, which, by the way, he is son and grandson of world champion Bobby and Sid Steiner. He's going down in the history books for riding Virgil of C5 Rodeo Company for 95 points. It's the highest bareback ride ever scored listen to this audio this is from this is our announcer buddies that are out there just listen to this this is from the cowboy channel and the actual ride itself so just take a listen and let your mind wander rocker steiner the rising star with championship bloodlines the 18 year old rookie and one of the most famous horses in the history of rodeo Oh my goodness, look, that was incredible. His grandpa was a world champion bull rider. His dad was a world champion steer wrestler. He has no choice but to be a great bareback rider. That 18-year-old superstar just matched up with the most famous horse in the history of pro rodeo. And Rocker Steiner, look at this, big boy. 95 points! Folks, you're watching an 18-year-old young man on the course of a legendary career. So if that just doesn't get you amped up, I don't know what does. (laughs) Me neither. I mean, I was over here. I mean, I was spurring in my seat. I was doing everything. I was going crazy. All I can say is congratulations to rookie Rocker Steiner. So does that get you all amped up to get you and I back on the rodeo trail again? Of course it does, because what's my jam? Spinning the tunes. Cow Country News. You know, the cow stuff. Moo! 
In an effort to increase beef processing capacity in South Carolina and to create a South Carolina-branded beef product, a group of producers in the state have formed the South Carolina Beef Marketing Cooperative. The six existing meat processing facilities in the state are small-scale operations not capable of keeping up with the beef producers' needs. A study completed last year by the South Carolina Center for Cooperative and Enterprise Development suggested that a $3 million investment in the facilities could expand in-state processing capacity by 50% and create 50 new jobs. Now in other news, more than 150 members of Congress wrote a letter to the Securities and Exchange Commission expressing their concerns with a new proposed rule that would require publicly traded companies to disclose their greenhouse gas emissions, including that of their supply chain. For those that process or sell beef, emissions from cattle production would be included. The letter pointed out the proposed rule would be a significant and unworkable regulatory burden and a considerable departure from the SEC's purpose, which is to protect investors, mainly fair and orderly and efficient markets, and facilitate capital formation. The letter stated it is not within the purview of the SEC to regulate farmers and ranchers, which they say is what the letter would do. I agree with it. The letter also highlighted that as the proposed rule is written, it is unclear how producers would be protected from privacy concerns due to the information that would be required to be provided. The members of Congress urged the SEC to consider the implications and to, quote, scrap this rule entirely to ensure their private property information would not end up on any public disclosures. Our Way I'm Up Sale Barn Report starts us out in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Tulsa Livestock Auction. Five to five and a half weight steers at $1.79 to $1.89. Five and a half to six weight steers, $1.75 to $1.85. Six to six and a half weights, $1.58 to $1.65. Six and a half to seven weights at $1.54 to $1.64. And then seven to seven forty weights at $1.44 and a half to $1.54 and a half. On the heifer side, four and a half to five weights at $1.60 to $1.70. Five to five and a half weights at $1.47 and a half to $1.57 and a half. Five and a half to five eighty weights at a dollar forty to a dollar fifty, and then six to six and a half weights at a dollar thirty two to a dollar forty two. Now heading to Athens, Georgia, in Northeast Georgia livestock, seven weight steers at one forty eight and a quarter, seven ninety weight steers at a dollar fifty two seventy five, eight fifty weight steers at a dollar fifty and a quarter, nine ten weight steers at a dollar forty six eighty, nine fifty weight steers at a dollar thirty three. On to the heifers. 760 weight heifers at $1.3575 and 790 weight heifers at $1.3450. Wrapping up with the Equity Co-op in Monroe, Wisconsin, the way up cows from 57 to 87 and a half, the way up bulls from 90 all the way up to $1.08. Four to six weight steers $1.55 to $1.90. Six to seven weights at $1.40 to $1.80. Six to seven weight heifers at $1.30 to $1.55. Seven to eight weight heifers at $1.20 to $1.45. The bred cows from 1350 up to 1700, the bred heifers from 14 and a half up to 17 and a half, and then the cow calf pairs from 15 up to 1950. And coming up a little later on in the show, I end up tiggerizing just about everything. But coming up next, we hear from livestockmarket.com and some new ways to buy and sell. 
This coming from our partners from Neogen. Now, over the next several months, we will be bringing you insect control solutions, money-saving tips, how to establish biosecurity during a time of pinching pennies, all that and lots, lots more from our crew from Neogen. Lots of you have asked that we cover this one, and we're happy to oblige. Over the next several weeks, we'll be hearing from our big three. That's RCAF USA, the USCA, and NCBA, each getting to share their thoughts of the current cattle environment, good, bad, and ugly. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707 Ranch 20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text. 707 Ranch 20. Upcycling and efficiency, powered by liquid feed and protein and mineral tub supplements from Westway Feed Products, all designed to complement your forages. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. The past several months, we've been hearing from Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, which, by the way, I hope that you've taken a little bit of time to go to LivestockMarket.com to look around from either a potential buyer or seller's perspective. And recently, we have introduced EquineMarket.com. They've both extremely, extremely successful. Now, we're making a few changes all for the better. We're making some changes from a marketing perspective. So I needed to get Mark back on the phone, and we needed to talk a little bit more about the changes that are coming to the websites. Give us a – just kind of give us an update of how things have been going since the the launch of LivestockMarket.com. Well, it's been going really good. You know, we keep putting – it's one foot in front of the other on what we're trying to build here between livestockmarket.com and equinemarket.com. The, the goal is to build a, a central online platform that everybody can buy and sell on, no, no, matter, what it, no matter what kind of stock they carry. That's why we, we do the sheep, we do the show pigs, we do the club calves, commercial cattle, trying to serve everyone and trying to cater to everyone with a, a sale model that fits them and fits their needs. So that's why, you know, livestock market started first, then we launched equine market and we, we had a really cool milestone. I was running numbers yesterday morning and we hit $10 million worth of horses for sale on equine market. Oh, wow. And that's all. That's all. Yeah. And that's just ranch horses and stuff. I mean, it's, there's no million dollar horses on there to get us that way. Right. right, is, right to bring the average know, up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is $10,000 ranch horse type stuff. So it was, it was pretty cool to see that. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been going really well. So we started with the kind of the private treaty sales side, and then we moved on to the, the online auctions and, and there's been evolving, if you will, with the website of what buyers and sellers really want and really need. So have there been any more changes? And I know there have. So how has that been working? And then what is kind of rolling out as we go forward? You hit it on the head. Um, we started with private treaty, and and that's still the majority of listings and, and cattle that are sold through there. It's it's privately sold stuff where where 
ranchers, cattlemen that, you know, they have 80 head of bred heifers and they post them up and they say, this is my asking price per head and call me and we negotiate a sale. Um, we still do that. In fact, that's what we do more than anything. And that's still entirely free. Um, it was late last summer we rolled out the online auctions and that was created as a component so that people that had private treaty cattle for sale say if they didn't sell them, we wanted to give them a really easy, fast option to call back and say, I, I want them gone. I just want them gone. And something, I mean, obviously it's the internet. What we're trying to do is say, yeah, we know you can load them up and take them to the barn. This is if you, if you want, you can call us back and say, hey, can you roll those heifers to your guys' next online auction? And we tried to give them a fast, easy, cheap way to do that. And that's been doing really good. The big thing that we've been working on here lately, in fact, it just rolled out here a couple weeks ago, is we're now doing simulcast bidding for live sales, for on-site sales. Now, when so, you say simulcast, uh, explain that to our listeners, what you mean by simulcast. What I mean by that is it's it, your classic you got the bull sale out at the ranch and you're going to have people out to the ranch to preview the lots and all that stuff. But you know that you've got bidders and buyers that maybe can't make it to your sale or there's two big sales that they want to go to on the same day. We can come to your bull sale. We can broadcast it on livestock market with live video with you know, preloaded videos of bulls or horses or, or whatever. And then people can bid live on the internet as you're having your live sale with your auctioneer there. When you come to the websites, the first thing that you see at the top is you see three big tabs, private treaty, online auction, on-site auction. And what we're trying to do is present the user with a choice of, of what, what are you here to do? Do you, do you want to look at Heifer's private treaty? Are you looking for horses on our online auction? Or are you looking for bull sales in your neck of the woods? That, that sort of thing. And so you can click over on the on-site auctions. And there what you'll see is, is basically stacked up on top of each other upcoming auctions from you know various seed stock producers. And, and you do have to register per sale. You can log in. You can place advanced bids, which is something that's really cool. So if you get to a point where you can't even watch an online auction or excuse me, an on-site auction, you can't even watch it happening live, but you know, bull number 89, you want to put a bid on him. You can place a pre-bid on that bull so that as the auctioneer is going through the sale order, when he gets to bull 89, he'll see, well, there's a, a pre-bid out of Redfield, South Dakota for X amount. And he knows that and he can accept your bid right there. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it, it's just another thing that we're trying to do to make sure that we have one centralized platform where all of this can happen. Hey, Mark, thanks so much. They brought you TractorHouse.com and AuctionTime.com and now LivestockMarket.com and most recently EquineMarket.com. Head to those websites. And if, by the way, you have any questions of any kind. Mark is saying please, and he encourages you to reach out to them, pick up the phone, give them a phone call. And if you also have some suggestions or some information that maybe you'd like to see reported on, please give them a shout and let them know what you like and how it works. Livestockmarket.com, equinemarket.com. Got it good. Now, up next, Kirk and the numbers when we come back. 
the necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Hey, it's Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. LivestockMarket.com is a centralized online platform of all types of livestock as well as hay and straw. They brought you Tractor House and Auction Time, LivestockMarket.com on Facebook too. Thanks guys. Have a great week. A couple of buzzwords flying around the industry lately, regenerative ag, not new, but maybe new to you. What is regenerative ag? How does it work? Can I use it? Does it make a difference? We answer all that in the weeks to come right here on the Ranch It Up radio show. Increase herd performance, complement your forages, get more cows bred. It's upcycling and efficiency powered by Westway Feed Products. At Westway Feed Products, we create cow herd efficiency one lick at a time. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. I got to say, Kirk is one of the most patient people that I have ever met that's in my crew because there are times that I will follow the markets very, very, very closely, and I'll call Kirk and I'll nag him <laughs> with all these different questions. And then there's times like now where I've been off rodeo and on the rodeo run doing that thing, and... I don't get a chance to watch the markets like I want to. So then I'm, I'm still calling Kirk and nagging him about X, Y, and Z. So Kirk, first, my compliments of you being so incredibly patient to be able to handle somebody like me that is fairly high maintenance in that arena. I appreciate that, Tigger. And man, this was a, you missed a good week to watch in the cattle market. Anything else you want to rub in? Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> you know, where my truck broke well, down. We'll, we'll you... do that off air, Tigger. We'll do that off air. <laughs> <laughs> and here's kind of how it works, Cruz. You 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 got this thing figured out. Kirk and I talk off air, obviously, right before we come on. So we go through this and that, We and we have our little chats, and we solve the world's energy crisis. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that this is a report that he's going to like to give. And that's where I'm going to remind you again, Kirk, I'm going to remind you that, you know, bulls make money. And bears make money and pigs get butchered. So we can make money on the upside and the downside, too, even though things are looking good in the market. That's absolutely correct, Tigger. So numbers-wise, why are you kind of excited to say, hey, let me share some of this with you? Why, why do you have a little bit more spring in your step this time? Well, we have just the raw numbers, and we'll just jump into those right away. So as of Friday, June 3rd, August feeders closed 173.50. That's $7.70 higher on the week. If we kind of break that week down a little more, uh, we had the big uh, positive news about two weeks ago following the bearish cattle on feed. Mm -hmm. I guess it would be three weeks ago uh, upon airing. Uh, The market traded higher from that, sold off a little bit. And then last week with a $7.70 rally, we broke over a month-long down, well, probably a couple months-long downtrend with the higher trade and closed above the, the downtrend line, which voids that. 
And now we look to hopefully set up an uptrend going higher. And all this kind of got precipitated by corn. And I'll just jump ahead to corn. July corn closed the week at $7.27.5. It's down almost 50 cents on the week. It had significant chart damage. If we look at December futures, it failed the $7 level. It did hold 680, but I think it's going to bounce around here a bit. And if it fails 680, our next target is 630. So that obviously is is bullish August feeders. And wrapping up August feeders, the CME feeder index closed the week at 154.29. That's 43 cents lower Friday to Friday, leaving the basis a negative $19.58 and a half cents. Uh, but again, that's compared to August with quite a bit of time out in front of us. To wrap up the last bit of numbers I usually report on, June live closed the week at 133.325. That's up $1.20 on the week with cash trading 135 to 136 in the south early Monday. The north also traded 138 early in the week. But by the end of the week, the north was trading 140 to 142 cash. That left our basis a positive $4.24 against the five-area weighted average. Our weekly slaughter came in at a very positive 603,000 for a, a holiday-shortened week. That's 59,000 more than the same week last year. Choice boxes closed Friday at 267.26. That's also up $1.84 on the week. So lots of bullish news in the cattle market. Uh, the one kind of outlier is we need the feeder index to rally with it, but I think that's coming. Kirk, I want to push the newsletter one more time, and you can subscribe a free, by the way. Text the word CATTLE, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. Because when this comes out, you've got different comments on there. Some are in red. Some are, they really catch my attention, <laughs> all the way around. And you put little comments in there where it's, uh, hey, this is what I think, but call me for more details. So you're throwing those little nuggets out to gather and gain people's attention, but for more information and how it may or may not affect a producer's account, how it may affect their marketing strategy to give you a call. I really like that. Absolutely, Tigger. So I write the, the, the newsletter can be a little lengthy. And so I try to write that for two readers, uh, you know, the reader that's going to read and digest every little bit of it. And then I also try to write it for the guy that wants to skim it and pick out the pieces of information that at least I think are important. And so I put if you want to skim it, I put the, the parts that I think you need to read in red. And so a quick, a quick glance down the newsletter at, at all the pieces in red would, would give you a very good, quick summary of the week in review. So let, it's definitely not good. It's not a good or bad indication. It's a pay attention to this indicator. So let's just be honest. When you're doing that, it's actually called tiggerizing it to make, <laughs> to make it easy for me to be like, Pay attention to this one, young man. Look at here, Tigger. This is where it's at. It's called Tiggerizing. Admit it. I'll run that by compliance when they ask why it's, in, why it's in red. I was like, oh, I Tiggerized that. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm still laughing. Kirk, you aren't kidding about the whole Tiggerized thing because as we wrap the show up here, Tigger had a little bit of Tiggerizing on this last part. And this next story takes us up north to Glenallen, North Dakota, where we were excited to be able to sit down and visit with Katie Zhuk who was the immediate past president of the Glenallen, North Dakota FFA chapter. So you're talking about how? 
However, because he tiggerized it, yes, we had a little bit of a technology fail. Computers went down. Let's get real. We so, were able to salvage a little, a little we bit because we wanted to feature Katie and yes, what they had done yes, with their because it's FFA great. Chapter. As you know, we love featuring our youth and how they're ge- able to join FFA at early ages and mm-hmm. continue on all through their high school academic years. So here's a little bit about how Katie got into FFA. Well, so initially, part of your going into seventh grade, it's a requirement to go into a shop class. But when you go into a shop class, you also go into FFA. And in seventh grade, I wasn't exactly the most involved in it. But in eighth grade, I started doing agronomy, and that's when I started to actually love doing FFA events. And in 10th grade, I started being officers, and that's when I actually started range. So as we said, initially, we were going to do a feature with Katie and her FFA team. Yes, yes, and how youth is being brought into FFA at a younger age, and maybe, as you might, might, I'm going to say, get hooked at a younger age. How a lot of schools, like she said, they start vocational agriculture at seventh grade, and how she, you know, got into it, and then she got into range judging, and that was kind of the whole point, is how this this uh, this group, and how FFA, we've had this resurgence, that being in <laughs> agriculture and FFA and 4-H and all that is cool. Something we're all behind. Exactly, and they went to nationals, and they placed fifth overall, congratulations, Congratulations to all of you. So we had, so it was a fun conversation I had with Katie, and of course, as you said, I Tiggerized it. Tiggerized the whole darn thing. (laughs) But I was able to get this little bit out when I had the chance to ask Katie and say, okay, what's actually involved with a range judging competition and contest? There is three ecological sites in that you have to do. So ecological sites are the ones that people flag off, and that's where they see how deep the soil is, what kind of soil it is. In addition, they also identify the various types of plants and give solutions to improving those rangelands. So there you have it. Our tip of the hat this week goes to Katie Zook and the FFA chapter from Glenallen, North Dakota. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com and EquineMarket.com, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated, Katie Zook from the Glen Allen FFA chapter, and of course, welcome back to you, the Bosch Lady Beck. Glad to have you in the co-pilot seat. Oh, I'm happy to be back again this week. And a big thank you to all of our partners, Westway Feed Products, Cattleman U and Cattleman U Live, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show, our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7-707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. Spread the good word and join us again next time where it's always Tigger approved and Tiggerized. <laughs> Stay ranchy. 